Hello and welcome to Flamenco Attitude, the podcast that brings you all things flamenco. I mean, have you even listened uh, to our previous episodes? If you listen to even one, you will find out that we've covered everything from guitar playing to dancing, books, uh, flamenco festivals and pause flamenco food, flamenco kitchen. We even talked about the traditions around Christmas time uh, on our episode a few years yeah, ago. People didn't so. even know there was flamenco Christmas. A- song, and, it, they? and they discovered it through and us. So I'm happy to say we are diving deep, deep, deep into the culture. But today, an interesting one for you, because I was surprised as you're uh, listening to this, it will be March. And I was surprised to find out on social media that there is a, such a thing as Dia de Andalusia on February 28th, the last day of the month when the year is normal and not a little bit longer and has 29 days. I immediately wrote to Marcos and said, what is that? What is happening, you know, around that day? And apparently uh, the traditional uh, day of the Dia de Andalusia is not even the 28th, but he's going to go into that. We're going to talk about the importance of the flag, the colors, the anthems that are sung. And, of course, there is an award show that we're going to, to cover. So let's dive into it. I'm really curious about it. Never before heard of it. But this is Dia de Andalusia. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, um, I should really know this, but I don't... I'm, I've been doing flamenco for so long that I remember when it wasn't in February as far as I remember I've got it on keyings it was in December why it was moved to the 28th of February I do not know but it has been on that day for many years now so it's established so we'll have to just go along with that mm. and just and you know it's um I mean, it it does take over the whole of 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 the, of the culture you know I mean they even had a, a survey about uh, what Andalusian people think makes Andalusia, you know, what is what defines Andalusia, yeah. you know, and certain you know, ex highest percentage is the flag, the flamenco, the green and the white, you know, yeah, the culture, the, the the food, yeah, all of these different things define Andalusia. Yeah, but so twenty eighth of February, uh, what happens? Right on the twenty eighth, in every, every, just about every village. Uh, every town in the eight provinces of Andalusia, uh, you have performances, uh, and many of those performances will be flamenco, not all. Uh, for instance, in, in Cadiz, you'll get a performance which is rather like what they do in the Carnaval, but it's done for Andalusia Day. So you get a whole range of, of different types of performances. Um, interestingly enough, uh, several years ago, uh, I, I was uh, watching watching it on TV, and they had a massive concert with a, with a, a huge symphony orchestra mm. and some guitars. And directing the whole thing was none other than Manuel Sanluca. Oh. You know, so he's a you know a very very behind uh, obviously the the idea of Andalusia, you know, the green and white, its separateness. You know, it's it's a different sort of place to to the rest of, of Spain. Yeah, it all I see started in 1936, so it dates back to 1936. Well, I think with the so-called father of Andalusia. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're talking about Blas Infante. Um, he he was born in in uh, in uh, Malaga province, um, and he was very very powerful politician, very passionate, and he wanted Andalusia to be on its own, free, uh, and of course. 
a terrible thing happened to him uh, in, uh, in 1936 in, in Sevilla, in Seville. Uh, he was executed by uh, the troops of the nationalists. And he's become... So what, if you, you said what happens on this day, all over Spain will be, and all over Andalusia will people celebrating what we say blind fancy because and he'll be on there'll be rare photographs of him and everything else uh shown on the television and obviously the statues of him um, um he he actually his last place that he lived was Correa del Rio so they they were on the tv there doing a very special flamenco thing uh to celebrate his life and the whole idea of Andalusia getting autonomy came really through his inspiration of everything he did in his life uh, as a young man from the beginning of the century. Um, he started political activities in Ronda. Um, he wanted, you know, Andalusia to be a sort of separate, almost a separate country, really. And so he's in it, so you'll see his face on the, on the 28th of February. You'll see his face on every TV channel. And you'll hear people reciting uh, poetry to him and things like that. So mm -hmm. it's a very sad thing. But he has become an inspiration for Andalusia Day. It's also a day of rest. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's sort a, of a holiday. Day, day of holiday and yeah. celebration. Yeah. And um, there is an award show that you watched um, yeah. with the daughter of Lola Flores. Yeah, I would tell you about that, but I was just go back to you say it's a day of rest. The interesting thing is, because you're, you're in broadcasting, um, they had the travel person on, and, and um, she was looking at the monitors and saying, there's not really a lot of traffic on the roads, so everybody really was resting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? So, yeah, um, yeah, Lola Flores, well, she would have been... On the day of Andalusia, incredibly, 100, 100 years, years of age. Old, yeah. yeah, isn't that incredible? Yeah. Well, her, her of course, she's known as La Farona. Um, her her daughter accepted a posthumous award, yeah. but she made a little comment, mm. and the comment she made on on holding it up, and she was dressed in green and white, was better late than never. <laughs> Typical Andalus. <laughs> Uh, what was the? Uh, did you see? What was it in a sort of a venue or? Yes, in a, in a huge theatre. Yeah. yeah, and, and don't forget that the, these these art these awards and recognitions, whatever you want to call them, are handed out to people in the science community, music, literature, you know, everything, every branch of, of human life. Provided you're Andalusia, you get an, you can win an award. Um, so I mean, a sad one was this chap. Julio Pardo, and you probably know because you've been to Cadiz that they're famous for the carnival, and he's one of these people who um, writes all these crazy things that they sing and the music, and he wrote write, wrote them for the carnival and also for Holy Week in Triana. Well, sadly, he died uh, just during just before the carnival as well. Yeah, mm. and so he got an award for all his work. Yeah. So that was a bit of a sad one. Yeah, a bit of a sad one, but uh, maybe we can bring... Uh, in the past, I have searched a lot uh, music of Lola Flores. I haven't yeah. been successful. I'll try again. But anything... I'm sure you, you can get a track from her film. I will try anything that you recommend from Julio Pardo. Well, I don't know whether he ever recorded anything of his own. It's all done by these different 
different Cadiz groups. So maybe if you looked up one of these um, Cadiz groups that do do the carnival, it will be written by him automatically, yeah? Let's talk about, because you mentioned Cadiz. Um, yeah. I, I see alongside with the guitar, the banduria yeah. makes an appearance on that day. Yeah. What's the banduria? It's like a, it's like a little, little lute type instrument, smaller than guitar, and it's double strung, so you've got two strings all together. Many of the guitar makers make them, and the weird thing about about Cadiz, and we're coming back to the Carnaval as well. They use guitars, but a lot of the sound that you get comes from having about thirty men all with plectrums playing playing the, the, the banduria, which is a totally different instrument. Um, so that might be a good thing for you to get because when they use that, they're normally singing the tangiu, and that's yes. from Cadiz. So that's something you could choose. Tangiu, the tangiu is yeah. a the typical. Yeah. Yeah. Is it diff- Is it different from the tango? Very different. A very tricky rhythm, actually. Mm. And they were playing it all day in the day of Andalusia, yeah, all day long. Um, Cadiz is interesting because the tangos can be quite complex, but it's it's essentially like a four-four But the the tanguillo is a six-eight, but on the offbeat, and it's it's tricky. It's it's fairly you know it's typical Cadiz. It's they have to have harder things than, than the other people. So that their popular music done by some people in the street is harder than some people that study the highest grades of music. Yeah, and they're natural to it. And yeah. Yeah, I was interested to see the, the banduria because I, I haven't seen those for ages. And when I used to buy guitars, you always got a thing from the maker and it had a list of things that he was able to make. So I can do banduria, I can do lutes and guitars. Yeah, anything you want. But you don't you don't get them, I don't think, in England. You don't see this. I suppose the closest thing to it is mandolin. Yeah, mandolin. You mentioned a lot of accolades for people in the arts and science, but also a torero was honoured yeah. recently. Incredible. Um, on this day. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's of a certain age. El Cordobes. El Cordobes. <laughs> yeah, and he was there, and he got he got an award. He seemed very chuffed with it. Um, I mean, obviously, his days of uh, doing bullfighting are, are long over, but... Um, it's also no. surprising to see because in this day and age, um, you would think that the art, uh, what we call the sport or the art of bullfighting, is not really promoted. Well, it's see, I mean, it's seen as very much part of Andalusia, you know. Especially on there's that a day. word called called um, if you buy the po- a posh paper, um, like El País or something, you will have deportes, the sports pages, but right? you won't find anything in there. And there's a section called La Lidia, which is the art of, of bullfighting. So it's it's got it's seen in a totally different way, you know. And it's part of very it's, much yeah. part of the Well, I mean it's you know, if you think about it, the most famous uh uh bullring is in Ronda. And that's seen as the classic where, where the origins of the way obviously bullfighting has gone on in Andalusia since uh, Roman times, yeah. But there's a particular way it's done now. I mean, it's not everybody's uh, cup of tea. Uh, well, we have to face that it's very linked to flamenco. And most of the flamenco people are involved with, with, with the toreros, so the people that do, do it. And often, uh, what might surprise you, but you probably know this, if you go to a, a ring and for 
some bullfights. There was often a live flamenco guitarist playing during the whole thing. There is a name here that you've put down that sounds very familiar to me. Yeah. But I don't think I link it to flamenco. I mean, I need no. to research. David Bisbal. Yeah. Uh, he I was there, he, one yeah. of the awarded people. Yeah. So who and, and, and he sang the anthem. Well, he, he, yeah, I mean, Who's you, you probably Bisbal? know him because you, because you follow music outside of flamenco, yes. and he's recorded lots of songs for films and all kinds of things. Um, he's obviously Andalusian, and he was uh, given the, the what I would say is the very difficult job of singing the anthem live on television. So you think how many million people are watching that and he had to come out and he, he pulled it off quite well. Um, so he's not a flamenco artist. He's what we call a flamenco artist, as you correctly, flamenco singer, as you correctly said earlier, is cantaor, but he's a cantante, mm. which is, means that he does, he's, he's a singer, not, not a flamenco singer. But he, he did it in quite, quite a good way, actually, you know, and... I wouldn't fancy doing that myself. You know, I mean, the pressure on that must be rather great. You know, he's probably been practicing it all year. Yeah, yeah. Why mm -hmm. do you think they chose him on that day? It sounds logical well, to me got to an choose. Award as well. Yeah. Um, so, but he was actually he was really emotional when he did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Yeah. Does <laughs> yeah. the Andalusian anthem has a name? It probably does, but you've caught me out there. <laughs> I used to know some of the words. <laughs> um, let's end on the importance of the green and the white. And also, I want you to describe me, the, because I think you've been on one of the days yeah. of Andalusia. Um, yeah, and I want you to describe me the atmosphere. But let's start first with the importance of the green and the white. <clears throat> well, the green and the white have always been seen as the, the real colours of Andalusia. And that is why there are two football teams uh, in in Seville. One of them is called Sevilla and they play in red and white. But the, the team that's seen as the real Andalusian team playing for the whole of Andalusia is Betis, Real Betis. Betis being the old name for Betica, which is the Roman name for Andalusia. So the club plays in green and white. And the colours of green and white have always been seen as the colours of Andalusia because it relates to the land and the purity of Andalusia. So although the other club plays in red and white, they're seen as just a sort of um, a club based in the north of Seville city. You know, and they're obviously if you've got a name like Betis, you've got to play in green and white. And the interesting thing about the awards were most of the people, most of the people... Um, Wore well, you know, women and men were wearing something in green and white. Some some of the ladies had beautiful green dresses with white spots, all that. And in fact, even even the president of, of the Andalusian government, um, he was wearing a tie, green tie with white lunarito spots on it. Yeah, so the the odd person turned up in something like mauve, which was a bit strange, but. I think you'd have thought they would have realised it's probably best to wear something green. Um, and as you know, Lorca, you know, he wrote that poem, you know, I love you green, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's very synonymous with the whole of the region. The whole thing. Um, and as somebody who's attended a, a 
idea of Andalusia. Yeah. What is it a day for the community? Is it a day really to well, just do nothing? Is it a day to um, gather together? What What is it about? Yeah, uh, people do gather What's, together. What, what have you experienced that day? Well, I'll tell you the difficult day. part about it is um, most of the bars are closed. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a tragedy. <laughs> and when I was there the last time, the the weather was really bad. It was pouring with rain. And we found a few bars uh, to go to. And then we went into town and... You find that many of the of the political parties, uh, particularly on the left, have rallies on the day of Andalusia. So when I went from uh, Morong into Andalusia, there was large gatherings of people that were going to parade through the streets, all, all with their green and white flags. Uh, and of course, when when we were in Morong, the few bars that were open, and every single one, only had on all the footage of the, the, the Andalusia. So they had footage from last year, from the oldest footage they could find from 19 where, wherever, you know, obviously, what with the man we talked about, Blas, you know, Blas Infante. It was just, um, it's quite overwhelming. It, it's, it's a big thing. It's a very big thing. And Andalusian people are so proud of, of, of what they would see as their country, many of them, um, that they want to show everybody what, what, what they can do. And of course, they would say that probably one of the biggest exports uh, of Spain, apart from f- fruits and vegetables, is flamenco. We hope you enjoyed our episode. That was a really actually impromptu episode, something I came across and I got immediately curious and I had to ask Marcos for us to record this, uh, exploring the importance behind Dia de Andalusia. I really enjoyed finding out about the background and the tradition and the the significance of it and I'm so happy to see that it's still celebrated today and that we could talk about it because I would never know that it even existed uh, having known Marcus for so many years he kept it a secret from me <laughs> but anyway until the next time whether you listen to play or learn about flamenco remember to always follow the beat <laughs>